Namaste and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast, where we are exploring the mystical in the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic, and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. Abundance isn't something we acquire, it is something we tune into, said the author Wayne Dyer. My name is Kilkenny, the host of the Modern Mystic Podcast, and this episode is your portal to practical mystical practices of abundance and prosperity. On this podcast, It is my goal to offer tools and technologies that bring more meaning, mindfulness, and magic into your life that feel doable, that are concrete, and that sense and elicit inspiration. So without further ado, today is all about unlocking the secrets to creating more abundance in your life. Now, first things first. Abundance is not just about wealth. Abundance is a holistic state of having more than enough resources in every aspect of your life, in the arenas, including financial, health, relational, and wisdom. It's about manifesting your dreams that make you fulfilled while serving in the way that Only you can offer it up to improve this world. It's about living in alignment with your purpose, with your dharma is the Sanskrit word for that. And in the next 20 minutes or so, I'll guide you through some very practical, mystical ways to invite abundance into your life. Etymologically speaking, because I love words, and this is a word medicine podcast is how I like to think of it, the word abundance comes from the old French, abundance, or from the root Latin, abundantia, which means to overflow, to overflow, also fullness and plenty. But I love that translation of the root, overflowing. And one of the key components about manifesting abundance in one's life is to understand the power of thoughts and how they really do co-create and midwife our realities. Now, this is a very complex topic Because in spiritual circles and new age arenas, you might be hearing all of the time about thoughts creating your reality and how our thoughts literally create the tangible world that we live in. And I want to honor that I think this is a slippery slope. If one does not apply what I like to call spiritual maturation and discernment. Now, I'm not here to tell anyone what to believe, but from my decades of deep practices and the study of many traditions and practices, including my main squeeze tradition, some of you have heard me talk about this, tantric yoga, with a sprinkling of Advaita Vedanta to properly articulate and honor which traditions my core background is steeped in. And for those listeners, too, who know about the various nuances of the yogic traditions. But I digress. The thing is, our thoughts are like magnets, for sure, and do have the ability to attract certain things and repel other things, for sure. But then we also don't want to bypass and not honor the harder feelings we experience as being humans walking this earth. The traumas. So spiritual bypassing is so important not to do and constantly say, oh, it's all love and light. It's all good. So friends, I am here to declare both. It's both. And that's what spiritual maturation is. It's being able to hold dual vantage points 
at once, even a triplicity of vantage points at once, a multiplicity of advantage points at once, knowing sometimes we're standing here, sometimes we're standing from that angle and then a different angle. And so we have to layer on these truths. So we don't have to be afraid of having negative thoughts. When I work with my Venus Elite coaching clients and we go into this in great depth, very practically, a lot of people say to me, but I'm afraid because I don't want to create, you know, more of what I don't want. And now I'm kind of afraid of my thoughts now that I've realized how powerful my thoughts are. And so the truth is, is that we go into practices and we want to practice our abundance mentality. And when we want to go to the abundance gym, so to speak, and magnify the magnet, that is our mind and attract what we want and repel what we don't want. And so we make periods of time to do this. But we also have to make periods of time to unpack our emotion, to tap into the psyche sphere and to unload the traumas and to process our mental and emotional bodies through words and through sharing of challenges and hardships. So go to therapy, get your coach or mentor, Maybe it's me. I would love it. I offer one-on-one coaching, like I said, with my Venus Elite coaching program. Call your bestie. Vent about all the things you need to vent about. However, today we are talking about how to create abundance, a very juicy and specific topic. And so think of the practices and tools today that I share as things to integrate into part of your life. We're trying to repattern and rewire our habitual thoughts because most of us play the same MP3s in our heads over and over again. You can Google this, but I've read anywhere from like 95.5% of our thoughts at best 97 for deep practitioners, Buddhist monks, yogis, etc. It can get to 93%. 93%. That's the best you could hope for, right, are the same thoughts that we have. For most of us, a lot more. So these continual thought patterns that we repeat over and over again, they're stemming from both our unconscious and conscious beliefs, and they keep us limited often in the way of our abundance. So abundance is so much about mindset, and it's a mentality, And it's about shifting your perspective from scarcity to sufficiency first. And then like the true definition of abundance, overflowing more than you could have ever dreamed and imagined. Affirmations are one of the most absolutely effective tools to harness the power of your thoughts. If you're like me, who has a lot of what's called air energy in your astrological birth chart. So that has to do with the intellect and the mind. It's extra helpful, affirmations. But I really think collectively in this day and age, because of various things I've spoken about in other podcasts that we all know, the modern day living, the racing from place to place, the bombardment of information. The majority of people living in this world, the mind is on autopilot because our senses are intaking an unprecedented amount. And so affirmations are words that we can repeat that replace our current thoughts. Now, this is not some new agey only modern tool and technique. Replacing thoughts is an ancient technique that have really been written about since time immemorial. Replacing a thought with a desired thought. Managing your thoughts. Trying to prune 10 thoughts a minute to 3 thoughts a minute. This is a meditative practice that threads through all sorts of particularly Eastern traditions modern day age, we call these affirmations. And so I could give you an affirmation right now to practice. One that I love, that I repeat to myself is abundance is abundance, a fun dance. Get it? (laughs) So 
You could also say something like, I am so happy and grateful for the abundance pouring into my life. The key, however, with affirmations is that they only work when the words created within yourself elicit a feeling of excitement or deep resonance within you. So the way to kind of quality assurance, test and affirmation is that you feel something in your body when you repeat that affirmation. So if you notice like a sensation in your body when I said those two affirmations, that means that technique of affirmation could work for you. When you repeat an affirmation, you might feel a belly flop, a little chills up the spine, or like I mentioned, a a tingling in a certain part of the body, and pay attention and notice that. For instance, another affirmation, I'm going to give you a third one. I am a magnet for abundance. Or I attract abundance effortlessly. Did any of those create a resounding feeling? If not, no worries. You'll make up your own. If so, there are little little ones, little hacks you can try. And then repeat these daily affirmations and make them a practice, right? As modern mystics, we want to be practicing all sorts of tools and technologies into our day-to-day life because that's how they actually yield results, that continuous, sustained practice over time. And that's how we also make them long-lasting. So perhaps write an affirmation down about abundance three times in the morning, three times in the evening, three times in the middle of the day. You can also physicalize the affirmation and really read it in this way, which can bring you from a concept of, you know, in your head into the tangible world when we write things down and can really expedite the process of creating more abundance in your life because you've made something, you know, not manifest, manifest, and that helps part of the birthing of something from a concept into reality. You could also create a phone reminder with your affirmation and have it go off every hour. Make a sticky note with it and put it on a place like your refrigerator or on your mirror where you brush your teeth because the key is seeing it repeatedly and really then repeating it to yourself mentally and you feel that physical response. And once you feel the physical response, it's on its way. It's coming because your subconscious mind essentially is beginning to align with your deep desires and the fulfillment of those desires start to become made concrete and manifest by the energetics you're making. Another way to say this is your affirmation acts like a consecrated energetic magnet and then you repeat that magnet You repeat the affirmation and it grows and as the magnet gets bigger, right, it has more magnetic pull and it will pull the realization in this physical world towards your affirmation, which lives in you. So to you, Marianne Williamson said, the key to abundance is meeting our limited circumstances with unlimited thoughts. I love this quote so much. Because, again, the programmed personality of yourself, right, is limited. It's only thinking 97, 93, 99% the same thoughts. We're limited. And once we acknowledge this and use the help of replacing our MP3s on repeat with elevated thoughts, we tap into the unlimited field of possibilities for ourselves. So I have a, that my own personal affirmation or quip that I said, abundance is abundance. And it just reminds me that this practice is joyful. And it's like a dance, right? We can dance by ourselves and that's fun. But then if you catch the music, right? If you catch the current, if you feel it in your body, there's a jubilance to it. And this attunement that needs to happen and that there's the invitation to happen. So again, to recap, really craft an intention, an affirmation that resonates and helps you feel an infusion of lightness or joy or relief 
I find those are key elements, lightness, joy, relief in the clients I work with. Sometimes I have affirmations I say, and when I say them, my whole body just like exhales and I feel such relief. And that's a sign that you're on the right track. Just like joy is another one and lightness can be another one. So speaking of joy, one of my favorite practical mystical tools that I use to navigate my own day-to-day life is connecting to my intuition. As a psychic medium and a coach, this connection is key. And I just created this week a free intuition building toolkit to support you beautiful listeners in your own development of this most powerful tool that you have within yourself. To get this free intuition toolkit, all you have to do is go to modernmystic.love forward slash intuition. That's modernmystic.love forward slash intuition and get your intuition toolkit. Folks are loving it. I've had literally dozens and dozens of people reach out. So check it out. They're really great three short videos that can help you build your intuition. Another practice on your abundance creation journey is acknowledging the abundance that already exists in your life, no matter how small they may seem. This might seem hackneyed, like, oh, yeah, yeah, gratitude, right? The practice of gratitude. I must feel like it was like, you know, early 2000s, it was everywhere, right? But gratitude is an amazing, amazing and profound ally on this path. The word gratitude is derived from the Latin word gracia, which means grace. I love that word. It's one of my favorite words in the English language, grace. So the word gratitude is connected to us being gracious and having grace, giving ourselves grace, giving others grace, enough to appreciate the abundance that exists already within us, within our relationships, within our lives. When we do this, when we practice this grace, gratitude, then the universe delivers us more. It's like when people say thank you to you for something, right? If you do something, don't you want to do it perhaps again for them more or you feel glad that you did it for them? So you notice that, right? So when we give gratitude to life, to the cosmic flow of energy that's supporting us and that's in everyone. We say, thank you for this. Thank you for that. We practice noticing what's going well in our life and energetically that attracts more of what we want and the continuation of the positive things, so to speak. And yeah, it's a whole energetic situation that gratitude sets the groundwork for. So We can go back to the basics, especially if you feel depressed, especially if you feel anxious and it's like, I'm just so in my head or these feelings are so overwhelming. I can't even think what to be grateful for. I I, I don't, you know, and you try to go perhaps maybe more complex. Like I'm grateful for this person, my mother, but it's so complicated in that relationship and fraught with whatever, or my old best friend, but now, you know, left me and, and we're not friends so much anymore. We're just like casual friends. No. We want to go to simple things. It's called global, right? Such as nourishing food, the basic needs that have been met in your life that we see all around us, right? In the world, people do not have, and they have quite the opposite. Nourishing foods, as I mentioned, clean water, cold or hot showers, whichever you prefer. I do both. I do hot then to freezing, (laughs) For those of friends who do the the ice baths, ice baths, accessible nature to you to be able to, even if you live in a city, go to a clean park and walk around, fresh air to breathe. If you've been in a situation, I was this past summer where there wasn't fresh air and there were, you know, restrictions on that, warnings about that. Wow, was I appreciating the air after that and still think about that from time to time. So the basic needs, a comfortable home that you have to go back to that's safe and relaxing. So go global. Start global. If you don't really have a gratitude practice that's consecrated, that's okay. A lot of people I work with consider themselves 
yogis or mystics or mindfulness practitioners, and yet they don't really have a flushed out practice of gratitude. They might be a little embarrassed to share. Totally okay. A lot of people, this is the case. So really practice the basics, you know, for one day. Be grateful for the food and practice perhaps the chewing of the food and the mindfulness of the eating, tasting the flavors. I'm going to get to that in a little bit with your senses, but the food, the air, the water, and for a whole day, pick one of them and several times throughout your day, practice giving thanks for that, noticing that, pay attention to that. The people in our world even, even now the people who are challenging for us, I mentioned that a few minutes ago, but abundance is relational, as I alluded to. So if we have the practice already of gratitude, we've got gratitude journals, or we think a lot about those things in the way of our basic needs that are met, then you can go to the next level, which is more challenging, which is thinking about the people who challenge us or who we have a difficult encounter with. And then see if you can practice giving thanks for those people. Because the people driving us nuts, the ones who make us crazy, so to speak, are revealing unhealed wounds and lessons that can grow us more quickly for anything. So if you have someone right now in your life that's challenging you, See if you can shift the perspective to say, thank thank goodness that they did this thing because it is revealing this part of myself, this reaction, these feelings, and that's not fully refined and I need to work on that. And wow, how can I do so? And if you feel like you can get there, some of us, this is a ha moment and we really feel like, oh, wow, what a different perspective. This person isn't doing this to me. This person is helping reveal this reaction to myself. And even if I need to make a boundary with this person, even if I have to say no, it's still creating a lesson for me to rise up and learn. And so this can elicit the feeling of gratitude as well, this practice. So there are two kind of levels to work at. You can work at the first one the basic needs gratitude, more global, or you can work a little more finite, relational. So you can choose or do both. So another key aspect of creating abundance is getting into our bodies. I mentioned I'm a tantric yogi, and it's all about being embodied in ways that we can use our moment-to-moment life and our bodies to act as a bridge to experience humanity, divinity that lives within. So using our bodies as this tool is huge. So Getting into our bodies, one of my favorite ways to do that is with body oiling. It's called a bhyanga in the yoga tradition, but it's oiling the body. And it's very luxurious, really. It's a, it's a practice that can mitigate anxiety and make us feel more grounded, particularly, friends, if you do the feet and the legs. It's a practice that can really help us feel into our bodies and Feel the exquisiteness of the abundance of rubbing the skin. Very sensual, but it's with ourselves. Rubbing the feet. It's the first chakra, the first energetic center that stabilizes our whole energetic system. So if you work the legs and feet with oil, it's very nourishing and it can feel very abundant. You'll notice a total energetic shift, even if you just like rub your feet for two or three minutes. Oil is ideal, but if it's too greasy and you don't want to deal with that, just get lotion. Rub your feet, rub your legs, even just the feet, maybe once a night, and it can start to feel really abundant and unlock some abundance codes because we can feel very grounded, very grateful, more sensual and connected to our physicality, which can attract more abundance and affect our nervous systems positively for sure. Another thing we can do is gratitude dancing or gratitude walking. I love these practices. And this is a practice to do solo. So it's not that you can't do these things with someone else. And think about gratitude. But often when we're walking with someone else, even when we're dancing with other people, right, there's a back and forth, me and me and we, me and we. And so this practice is just taking a few moments and If you're throwing on some music, great. Or if you're just going for a quiet walk, beautiful. 
and really feel and relish the gift of your body moving, how your body is able to move, the health of your body and that movement. You know, if we see someone who has a big physical challenge or hurdle, like a wheelchair, instantly we feel a sense of gratitude for our body and its functionality. And so dancing and walking can help unleash stuck energy, stuck thought patterns. Some of those MP3s that aren't helpful can even like go with the shaking up and the movement of the body, especially if we set the intention to do so. And it also can help us feel the delight of our sensuality, like I mentioned with the foot rub, and we can get into our own energy. And what that does, when we connect our energy into our body and we feel the delight of the body, it literally raises the frequency of our vibration. Every person right now is vibrating. Their energy is vibrating at a certain rate. And this is not woo out there. You can Google research this, but we are all emitting energy, frequency. And so when we do something like mindful walking, gratitude walking, dancing, gratitude dancing, what happens is our vibration starts to get raised and expand. Our auric fields expand. Our positive vibes expand. There's so many ways to say it, but try it. Don't take my word for it. You'll feel a difference. The difference is in how you feel and you'll feel the difference because when we feel differently, that's what is the magnet that grows the magnetic pull that we have and our jurisdiction to gravitate and then pull into ourselves that which we're wanting to create in the way of abundance. Something I like to call the sumptuous senses practice. In any given moment, think of one of your five senses and let it be a gateway towards experiencing the abundance that's available to you. For example, I was driving in a friend of mine's car yesterday and I was starting to practice this and I noticed his seats were like so soft. They were very unusual and gorgeous and the feeling of the seats. So I was, you know, just touching them and really noticing them visually and then, you know, with my sense of touch. Same thing, mindful eating, right? You can chew the food. I mentioned that earlier when we're really being grateful for the nourishing food that many of us have all the time such a potent practice to try chewing your food for a longer period of time. It can be a hard practice. In some of the Buddhist traditions, it's like 40 bites, 42 is per bite rather. And so mindful eating is a way to really experience the juiciness of your food. Notice the flavors. Notice the shift from like solid and whatever texture your food is into something more liquid. Again, getting into the senses and then appreciating the flavors, the nuances, appreciating the fact that this was perhaps grown by someone else. And think about that person who harvested it for you. Think about whatever plant or bush it came from. Very powerful practice. We can use our mind as our friend if we direct it towards these thoughts. Again, we're replacing new thoughts, and it changes those MP3s, and our magnetic power gets greater, and we pull to us more of that which we desire. Another tip you can do is offer your abundance blocks up to an elemental. So what do I mean by that? Well, often we have these abundance blocks, and sometimes they're from our familial lineages, and I'll talk about that as another tip in a moment. Sometimes, however, we've done a lot of work and we can't figure out where it's coming from. Maybe we don't have any noticeable blocks of finance or you know, health or whichever arena of abundance we're talking about. And yet we can't figure out why we keep having the block, though people in our life don't have the block, family or friends. And so you can know that there's a good chance that this block comes from and stems from another lifetime. And as a psychic medium... I really experience this often with people in the way of things coming up from other lifetimes. 
And so one really simple practice that you can do that really shifts things for many folks that I've offered is think of whatever that block is. You know, like maybe I just, I can get a job that I love that sustains me financially. Fill in the blank. And then close your eyes and picture and sense and think thoughts about whatever said thing is. And then sense or visualize yourself taking that thing in a consecrated object form. So think of it perhaps like it becomes a rock. It might be sticky, like a sticky pair of gloves, or it could be something that's sharp, like a bunch of nails and put them in a jar. Whatever it is, sense a quality about them of touch, perhaps. Or maybe something just comes to your mind, like, oh, it's just like a block. Like, a, And then you picture like a one of those roadblocks in the middle of the street that are orange that have four legs. And that, that's it, like a road closure sign. And then take that thing, whatever it is, in your mind's eye, use your intention, and offer it to an elemental. So that means bury it in the ground. That's earth. Picture yourself doing that. Sense it. Visualize it in the earth. Even if it feels out there, just try it. Or you can offer it to the water. Picture it just offering it to an ocean or a lake. Or picture it going into a fire and getting burned and dissolved. Or picture it like you blow it up into the air and picture it dissolving into the air particles. That those are all elementals. And so you can offer it up. This is a traditional yogic practice. It's called swaha. You offer it. You say swaha. You can even say that. Swaha, I offer it out to the elemental. And see when you do this if you don't sense an energetic shift. And if you don't, just know your life probably will shift in some way or you'll feel different later after the practice. So pay attention to that too. Another great practice is thinking about the ancestors and the stories that you may or may not have heard about your ancestors. So some of us have family storylines. If you're adopted, you might not. Whoever raised you, however, has offered stories in the way of abundance. It could be health. It could be relational. It could be finance. It could be spiritual wisdom. So there are stories we were fed when we were young. And so we can reflect on those, whoever raised us. And they affect us. If you do have stories about your ancestors and you've heard them, they've affected you, whether we know it or not. And so a practice you could do is writing them out even. You could pretend you're that ancestor or simply write out the story you've been told. Maybe you've never really connected these dots. And you can just allow an automatic writing practice, a journaling practice, just put the pen down and think about the stories surrounding money, surrounding health, surrounding resources, surrounding relationships, surrounding spiritual wisdom and knowledge. And see if you can connect some dots. There might be some common denominational themes you discover. There might be an experience that you have if you put yourself in someone else's shoes and write them down and realize you're carrying that story and it's not even yours to carry, but it's in you. Then you can simply do that and that might be enough because you're getting it out of your body onto a page. Or if you do it on a piece of paper, you could rip up the paper safely. You could burn the paper. So this is a practice. If you do it on a computer, write the main themes that you got from writing on a computer in your doc and then write them on a piece of paper and then bury or, or burn them and safely do that. And this is another way you can work with the energetics of clearing things out because part of attracting abundance is getting rid of the old, getting rid of the blocks, getting rid of the, the stuck places within ourselves because we need space to welcome with open arms the abundance, the health, the wealth, the knowledge that we so desire. We need to create room for those things to pour into. If there are blocks, if there's no room, then these things can't flow into our life. Another key practice that I love 
is to look at the sunlight. When you go outside, even if it's not a really, really sunny day, you know it's daytime, so there is some sunlight. So turn towards where you know the sun is or where you sense the sun is shining from and simply close your eyes if it's safe and comfortable. And if not, just have the eyelids a little heavier and feel the sun light on your face. And then know there is one beam shining down for you and only you. There's one beam. If you didn't know that, you can practice this and feel into this invitation of how sweet this knowledge is. There's one beam shining down for me and only me, protecting, guiding me, loving me. Repeat something along those lines. And even for 30 seconds, feel that sun and make that a practice. And feel the sun's nourishment, its light, its heat, and the truth that there is much nourishment, protection, when we align with it and when we realize it and recognize it. Another more traditional practice, and this is through many different traditions I've studied, is to make a little area, an altar. In the Indian tradition, it's called a puja, a little space, a sacred pocket of beautifully demonstrated intention for your desire to create more abundance in your life. And that can look like anything. This is very artistic. But the things on it should represent in your conscious mind what you wish to create. And when we ritualize things like this, we help pull them from the ethers into reality. So it could be you put some coins on it, or it could be you put some flowers, because to me, flowers represent abundance. You could put a picture of someone who has a lot of abundance that inspires you, or something that represents radiant health. Something or someone that represents deep spiritual wisdom. A book, a, a poetry book could go on there. So you can create it however you want, but it should be beautiful and elicit qualities that remind you of abundance. Then you could go to it every day and light a simple candle on it in the morning or in the evening or both to remind yourself your desire to align with abundance. Because again, abundance is something to align with, as Wayne Dyer said, right? Abundance isn't something we acquire. It is something that we tune into. So it's a way to tune in all these different offerings that we are going through. To amplify your intentions, always meditation. Meditation, meditation. I'll be saying this forever and beyond. Meditation is this incredible practice that literally connects you to the cosmic energy, aka the creative life force, which delivers you abundant things. And it raises your vibration, which I already talked about, and attracts even more abundant experiences in your life. So meditation is simply the process of sitting with your own energy and plugging it into the universal energy, right? Everyone's so worried about charging and plugging in their phones and what percent battery they're on, yeah? Sit and meditate, and it doesn't have to be for long. One to three minutes a day can yield results. You plug in, you get some charging, and right away you will find this quiet space with closing your eyes and breathing deeply. If it doesn't feel quiet and the thoughts are there, that's okay because noticing the thoughts is cultivating the part of your mind that's witnessing because someone has to notice the thoughts. When you're noticing your thoughts, there's someone noticing them, listening to them, and that is your higher self. So you're plugging into your highest self, and in doing so, plugging into the quantum field where the whole power and energy of the universe lives. So do this, and you can even set the intention to feel the energy of the abundance flow and current in you. Close your eyes and have it be that every cell when you meditate for one to three minutes is filling up with this abundance flow. And you'll open up these codes of abundance when we set the intention 
hey, I'd like to feel the abundance that's in my life and open up to more abundance in every cell of my body. It's a great intention. Another thing you can do, I do this every morning in a subtly different practice, but it's the same idea, is touch each area of your body. So if you're going for more physical health and radiance, you can welcome each day or before you go to bed and picture yourself in just radiant health. And then you can touch each part of your body. And maybe you're busy and you're newer to this and it feels a little weird or you feel like you're in a hurry and you don't have time. So then just like, you know, put one hand on your head and one hand on your heart. Picture abundance. Uh, Louise Hay, who if you don't know her, she is like the empress of the abundance affirmation modern day practice. And she has an abundance practice that I love that says, I allow the healing power of my body and mind to manifest perfect health. I love that. It's one of my favorite affirmations. And so you can touch your head and your heart and say, I allow, you know, and say the whole thing, the healing power of my body and mind to manifest perfect health. Or maybe you simply say radiant health. And then you can touch, you know, your upper and lower belly, radiant health. And touch your knees and your ankles, radiant health. Words attract energy and energy then becomes things. Energy and intention create matter, material things. And so touch your own body and bless it and or say things that create health, radiance, especially if you're going for that every day, that consistency and things will shift. Your body's made up of energy and your body will respond. The universe is made up of energy. It will respond to whatever energy your thoughts and body are putting out. Lastly, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about wise worldly actions that are crucial, especially in this forum where a lot of people listening are mindfulness and spiritual practitioners. Expanding your knowledge and skills opens new doors in every arena So, you know, if we want more spiritual wisdom in a practical way of abundance, if you want more knowledge, put a spiritual book next to your bed and commit to reading one page every night before bed. Reading is so grounding and it's very physical. So it's a great way to end the day because it puts you back in your body and gives something the mind to do. So, Again, that consistency, maybe it's every morning. If you're a morning person, only one page. You can do that. You have time for that. Maybe it's a book of aphorisms that puts your vibration in a higher stratosphere. And that's a great practice. And that's a way to create spiritual abundance. It's the small deposits, right, that yield great dividends in this practice of abundance and in life. If it comes to financial abundance, again, keeping it really real. Create a budget in a, in a Google Sheet. Pick a day of the week to review it. Make it sweet. Like buy yourself a cup of chai when you do that or make yourself a cup of jasmine tea and you sit down with yourself and you make it like a date and you have something nourishing to put into your body that feels sweet and maybe like a little treat. And then you look at your budget every week. And you start to create a little more of a positive pathway if you have a complicated relationship with money and attend to it, that relationship. Relationships, you need to go back to again and again. You can't put it on the back burner. There's so much financial advice out there right now that's free. So find support to help learn to save, to help invest wisely. And be mindful, of course, of your spending habits. But when we treat our finances like a valued relationship and check in on them consistently, they're like a garden that's being tended to and weeded out periodically. And then we give it a chance to thrive and to even blossom. Where our attention goes, things grow. So as a spiritual person listening, don't ignore money, right? Think of money as energy, because that's what it is. It's energy. And it's an aspect of life that does need tending to. And you can think of it more like a practice. Abundance thrives 
in this monetary realm to on generosity. So the more you give, the more you receive. This is like a real universal law. And even if you don't have a lot of money right now, you know, think of the people who take care of you who might have less money or maybe even not. And you don't know, but they take care of you. You know, like the juice place I go to, I always tip. Like you want to tip. You want to pay forward the abundance, particularly people who are offering things to you, you offer back. So sharing your resources, your time, your love, your energy with others, so important. And this is in the theme of in what you give, you receive what you receive, you give, vice versa, the that, that camaraderie of giving and receiving and that reciprocal relationship. So tip the people who are supporting you when that's appropriate and notice if you give a little bit like that, even if you feel constricted, even if you feel like, oh, I don't really have enough or I don't want to do that, that's often in time to practice it, even if it's just a little bit, you know. It's called dakshana in yoga, the practice of giving, like offering money, quite literally, to a temple or to a space. And it often says, like, you want to offer a little bit more than you feel comfortable with because it tests your faith, your trust, your energetics around abundance. And in doing so, when we offer it up, then we start to attract more. So you want to be wise. I'm not talking huge amounts, but, like, play with that and see how that feels and what that yields in your life. With our beloveds and our people, try practicing being grateful for how they're showing up and articulate this. Even the ones who think you know you appreciate them, they're the ones to start with. You know, I talked about gratitude going global. In your relational sphere, especially if relationships are more challenging for you in this lifetime, go to people who they're not that challenging and just be like, thank you. You know, like I appreciate the way that you X, Y, and Z show up for me in this way. I appreciate the way you make me laugh. I appreciate your energy. You've got really good energy. You're really funny. Fill in the blank. And then you can, of course, offer more kind words to then people who maybe challenge you more once you do the first affirmation practice. So do the former practice. And then build to the people who are challenging for you and see if you can find a compliment for them that's steeped and rooted in truth. Find a good quality about them that you know and maybe say that. And this helps elevate your relationships because it'll attract more abundance in appreciating what is and the truth of that. And it can create great healing and opportunities for different conversations when appreciation is offered in relationships that are dicier. So in the way of copacetic relationships and more growth and more healing in relationship, appreciating people as they're showing up, who they are as they are now, and notice how that shifts and, and changes dynamics in your relationships with them. The great writer Khalil Gibran, who wrote The Prophet, said, you pray in your distress and in your need. With that, you might pray also in the fullness of your joy and in your days of abundance. And so this is so key that we don't just wait till we're in distress. And it's so true about spiritual mindfulness practices. We don't want to just wait until we're desperate and we're like sending out an SOS. And of course, if you're in a space right now that feels that way, practices are there for you take them as a life raft. However, if you're in a space where you're not feeling that way, fantastic. Do these practices now. If you're not in a financial distress space, practice growing your financial abundance and expand that. If you're not in a distress space with relationships, practice appreciating your people and you'll just elevate that in every arena of your life with your health your health is good, amazing. Practice honoring your body and calling in even more radiance. Because like a bank account, when you deposit these energetic practices, you have a reserve then when things come up. Because in life, things always come up. Yeah? If you've been around long enough, they do. 
you will have more resources to support yourself and others if you've saved in the resources of abundance. Same thing with spiritual wisdom. You know, do your practices now. Develop your spiritual acumen now, and that will support you for your whole life long. So I invite you now, as I always do, to a very short meditation, because meditation is life-giving and the key core practice in my mind. And this is an abundance meditation. And so if it's safe to do so, you can close your eyes. If you're driving or somewhere you can't close your eyes, you can just listen and have a little bit of a softer tone. And this is a tool you can use in the way of manifesting more abundance. And right now, think about your life. Visualize your life. And if visualization is difficult for you, just sense. Sense is enough. Sense your life and how then you want to even enhance your life more. And think about your abode. What would your house, apartment, space of dwelling look like if it was no holds bar? Like you could have it any way you wanted it. The most nourishing, beautiful, incredible environment to live in. And start to create that in your mind's eye. If you're not sure, choose it. Make choices. I like the beach. I'm going to go there. I like the mountains. Okay, it's going to be there. Just choose. And start to look around the space. What does it look like through the windows? If there are windows. How many windows if there are windows? What does the front door look like? Is there a place to swim nearby? What is the bedroom feel like? What are the colors and the tones of the space? Warm, enlivening, cool, peaceful. And hone in on all the details of the abode that feels so nourishing to you, so life-giving. Notice what it feels like in your body now to think of the space, make choices, decorative choices, how it smells, what's it like where you walk in the space. And now turn your attention to how you serve in the way of work in this world, even if you're retired, how you spend your time either earning money or offering service in some way outside your home. And now conjure up, think of what would be the most exciting way that you would do this? What job would you have? What duties would you take over? Would you work for yourself? Would you work for someone else? Would you be helping the environment? Or what cause or intention does where you spend your time take ownership of? Are you traveling a lot? Are you in a space like an office or a company? What does that feel like? There are huge windows is there a view of something? Are there lots of people around you buzzing around, sharing a common goal? Or is it quiet? And you're a writer. And you're publishing your work. Now turn your attention towards your relational sphere. and All your people who are close to you that you love. And if it's a lover or partner that hasn't come to fruition yet, sense what that feels like, the energy of being with this person who has not yet arrived. Is it peaceful? Is it calming? Is it passionate? Is it exciting? 
And then think of the people in your life right now and the feeling you want to have when you are with said people. If there's any tensionist dynamics, then visualize harmony and peace. And the ones that feel more copacetic, mm, think about how yummy and sweet and fun they are. How grateful you are for them. Now turn your attention to your relationship with yourself. You can sense yourself turning towards yourself. Maybe you hold your own two hands. Maybe you give yourself a big energetic hug. Or maybe you realize, wow, I've never really thought of that relationship in that way. Like if I was looking at myself, with myself, that's okay too. It's normal. Many people, it's the case. And now picture how you want to feel with yourself. Yourself as your own best friend. Yourself as your greatest cheerleader and biggest fan. And feel yourself stepping into that dynamic, that relationship. What would that be like to be your biggest fan, your biggest cheerleader with yourself? And you can give yourself a hug or a high five or if it feels a little awkward, maybe it doesn't at all. But just like set this intention to befriend your own self in a deep, soulful way. Then you can come back more fully into the feeling of being in your body. Take a breath or two into your feet, legs, and seat. And if the eyes are closed, you can very slowly and sweetly open them and close them a few times, letting the light in. Abundance is not just about wealth. It's not. Abundance is a completely holistic state of having ample resources, enoughness in every aspect of your life. It's about manifesting your dreams connecting with the universe and living in alignment with your purpose so you elevate the world. I hope you're feeling inspired and empowered to embark on your abundance journey. Remember, the universe is conspiring to fulfill your desires. It wants to. The universe, if you look in nature, is intrinsically abundant. So again, it's just how do we align with that abundance? Because we are of nature. So it's our birthright. It's our superhero power. We just have to trust in practices and our power to do so. So integrate abundance practices. This is the invitation for you. And then the ocean of abundance on every level will flow into your life. Because like Wayne Dyer said, abundance isn't something we acquire, it's something we tune into. If you found this podcast episode valuable, please subscribe, share, and leave it a review. It's so, so appreciated. I will be back with more mystical insights to enrich your life. Until next time, stay abundant. And also remember to grab your free intuition building toolkit. So feel free to share it with your people. It's at modernmystic.love forward slash intuition. So if you appreciated this podcast too, share that with your people. This is Word Medicine, and I'm so grateful to be here to be offering this, and I'll be back with more meaningful, mindful, and mystical insights to enrich your life. Until then, remember, abundance is a fun dance. It's a fun dance.
Namaste. Thank you for taking these words in. I hope they ground, inform, and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path. If you like what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. It is so appreciated. Also, check out my website, modernmystic.love, where you can find information about my very exciting monthly mystic membership. My members have unlimited access to a robust video library, which includes short videos that are easily digestible, sharing practical ways to integrate mystical living into your day-to-day life. These compelling videos cover topics such as how to ground, protect, and grow your energy, how to develop your psychic abilities, how to connect to your spirit team, shadow work, inner child work, tarot cards, lots of Western astrology, of course, in addition to syncing up with the rhythms of nature and so much more. I've gotten so much positive feedback that these videos are game changers for folks. Also included in the membership are over 100 alignment-based yoga classes of all different levels, meditation and breathwork classes, so you can work from the inside out or the outside in and up level yourself as you become the next version of you. Not to mention my mystic members get all sorts of bonus content and discounts from my visionary podcast guests. So check out modernmystic.love and take a peek there as there's a free sampling of some videos waiting for you. Lastly, if you are looking for some conscious conversation and compelling community, check out also our private Modern Mystic podcast Facebook group. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste. Namaste.